the Black Wrestling Revolution Podcast. Oh, Kofi trying to find it. Kofi free. Kofi. When we talk all things wrestling from the WWE, we already saved WWE. NXT, Belair goes for the cover. Lateral press hooks a leg. New Japan Pro Wrestling and AEW. Now here is your host, Tracy, aka Smiley. What the fuck is up, you guys? This- is your girl miss smiley welcome back to the black wrestling revolution this is gonna be a long one so i know you're quarantining your house you ain't doing shit i neither are we so just go ahead go grab you the nearest snack the nearest liquor you can find i mean the liquor liquor if you drink liquor go grab the fucking hennessy because it's gonna be a tough one to fucking swallow all right (laughs) it's gonna be one of those episodes so go grab whatever the fuck you drank go grab your snacks Go chill in your bed, your sofa, or whatever the fuck you be chilling on, and just chill out, because it's it's going to be one of those. So first of all, first off, foremost, before we start this episode, we want to give our condolences to the family of Hannah Kimura. I hope I said that right. I don't want to, like, butcher her last name. And also to the family of Shad Gaspar. Unfortunately, they found his body last week. He has been laid to rest as of right now. This is now Saturday Early Saturday morning at 1 a.m. He has been laid to rest. Yesterday was his funeral. Um, I don't know anything about Hannah's funeral. I just know that, you know, last week, Friday, she unfortunately um, killed herself because of horrible bullies online. Cyberbullying is not okay, guys. It's really not. Let's fucking grow up and be adults. Really. Like, she shouldn't have to die like that. Really. Really. Like, you guys, this is the fucking internet. Like, because of you guys trolling her and making fun of her, she literally thought that that was, you know, that was it. You guys really wanted her gone, and now she's gone. And now look at you guys. So whoever, like, even did that to her, you go fuck off. Go drink some bleach. Seriously. Fuck you. Um, Yeah, so I just want to give my condolences to the family of Hannah and the family of Shad Gaspar and all the friends and the fans. It's, it's been a tough week, man. It's been a tough week. It's even getting tougher. You'll see later on this episode. But first off, let me introduce my girl, my co-host. Now, this episode, I'm warning you guys, we are on some shit, all right? My co-host has had a little bit of that Matt Riddle good shit, that good, good shit that Matt Riddle be on. We both been drinking, so this gonna be one of those episodes. Let me go ahead and go get her for you. The one, the only Miss Cresta Star. Hi, I put the um in dumb. Cresta Star. <laughs> She's here. Um, I just also want to send my condolences to the family of Shad Gaspard and. I feel like I'm going to butcher this girl's name. Please. I mean this in the utmost respect. Is it Hannah? How do you pronounce it? Hannah. Uh, we're going to say Kimura. Hannah. Hannah Kimura. Rest in pieces. Um, words have weight, you guys. And it's very important to be kind to one another. And it's easy to get cheap heat by being a jerk online. Mm-hmm. But it's harder to mm-hmm. have empathy for people who are going through things. So be kind to one another. And mm-hmm. I had the pleasure of meeting Shad Gaspard at WrestleCon 2019. Yeah, when they had WrestleMania in New York, not New York, in Jersey. 
And, Jersey. Yeah, I had an awful experience with a previous WWE superstar, and he overheard my conversation with my little brother detailing the situation, and he pretty much encouraged me to keep on keeping on with my wrestling videos and just doing my reactions because he's like, at the end of the day, wrestling's for everyone, and you can't let people like that. And he really encouraged me not to be deterred from professional wrestling. So rest in peace, my brother. And I hope you guys are ready because, um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, also, also, uh, before you go on, uh, Krista, also in the description of this video, there will be a GoFundMe for Shag Gaspar family. And also there'll be a link to the t-shirt that Collar and Elbow made in his memory and all the proceeds from that t-shirt go straight to the family. It's a nice t-shirt. I bought me one. So you need to go buy you one and also go buy his pro wrestling tee that also all the proceeds go to his family. Just go buy these t-shirts. I bought them all because baller. <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. We'll put the links in the description. Sorry, Cresta. Go ahead. Say what you were going to say before I cut you off. All I was going to say was I hope you guys are ready to buckle up. We're going to be having conversations mm. about professional wrestling and race. Mm. So before you guys light up the comments and be like, Ugh, be respectful to one another. Your reality <laughs> isn't the only reality that's going on here right now. And I mm -hmm. think it's very important to be kind to one another and to show empathy. Again, words have weight. And there are people literally out here dying for just existing. With that, exactly. professional wrestling. Professional wrestling. <laughs> so you guys, we had a pay-per-view. That just came and gone. Double or nothing has come and gone. Unfortunately, it was not in Vegas this year because due to the fucking coronavirus and no one has talked about damn near the entire fucking week. One week without the word coronavirus, coronavirus. uttered out of someone's mouth. And I actually have to say, I kind of like it. I kind of fucking like it. Kinda, I, I like, like it a lot. At this point, if you don't have in the background, coronavirus, this is a missed opportunity. Continue. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, look, when I edit this, it'll be on the background. Every time we say coronavirus, you're going coronavirus. Yeah. <laughs> Every time. Every time. So we had a pay-per-view, and my God, my God, I fucking loved it. I don't give a fuck what Dave Meltzer had to say, saying he hated every single bit of it. You old ass man, you don't know what wrestling is anymore. Shut the fuck up. Shut that up, was the Uncle most... Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all was the most funnest match I ever watched in my fucking life. Okay? It was good. It was great. It got our minds off of shit for like, what, three hours? Was it three hours? Was it? I think Double or Nothing was about two and a half, maybe three hours, yes. But honestly, like you said, it blew by. And, girl, listen, I respect you, Dave Meltzer. You are the Miss Cleo of wrestling. I don't. Uh, let me, I don't. I said what I said. I respect I you. However, wrestling is for everyone. So when you get mad, me don't care. It's like when Jim Cornette gets mad, me don't care. Because... Will you, you in there? You grappling? You lacing up the boots? No, and neither am I. So I don't care. <laughs> no, I, I don't risk. I don't. I don't respect Uncle Dave, but I definitely don't respect that old ass motherfucker that is Dave Cornette. I don't respect any of them. They both can fuck off. And I can't wait till somebody new takes over the world of 
you know, wrestling like that. Someone who, oh, I don't know, black, female, you guys both need to fucking go. You don't know what the fuck wrestling is anymore. You're still living like the old 80s and 90s. Now someone fucking takes over. Someone who, oh, I don't know, mind you, is black, doesn't have, you know, any filter and is a fucking female. Hmm, just saying. Hmm. You describing fuck yourself, fuck sis. Time to become a historian. <laughs> hey, well, hey. At first, I agreed Sorry. with you. No, no, you're good. At first, I agreed with you about... Uh, Jim Cornette, just totally off topic, but in watching Dark Side of the Ring, especially the episode when he spoke about Owen. um not Owen, uh, uh, no, 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 Vince Russo, when he was mm-hmm. like, you know, when Vince Russo was like, oh, it's just wrestling, it's just, he's like, this isn't just wrestling, this is my life. These, my friends in this ring sometimes die, so for you to disregard, I'm like, all right, Jim Cornette. You spicy. I mean, I, you I understood boy. that, but once I heard the tape of him saying the N-word with a hard-ass E-R, and I was like, done. Fuck you. Ma'am, didn't this man run Smoky Mountain Wrestling? <laughs> yeah. Yes, and he I'm did. like, did you really think at one moment he wasn't like, Nick? Alright, so let's I'm sorry. sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 no. I'm done because I will rant forever. We're done. That's canceled. That's finished. <laughs> All right. That's done. That's finished. Let's <laughs> go on to get to AEW Double or Nothing. So the first match we had was Best Friends versus Private Party for the number one contender for the AEW Tag Team Championship belts. And y'all know I love me some private parties. So, you know, I was rooting for private party because I'm still not on board with best friends. I love them. I love best friends, but I'm more of a fan of private party than I am best friends. I'm just saying. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Agreed. Um, first and foremost, I would like to apologize because it seems that it is time for my cat to sing the song of her people. So if you hear that in the background, I apologize. Second of all, I agree with you. I feel like private party has been given more of a showcase to build and when it comes to the best friends club besides trent being hot how you doing (laughs) um the only thing i really know about them is orange cassidy is the best wrestler ever you know what i mean like and it's kind of like i'm high on private party as well i love them Mm -hmm. i wish they got more screen time because i feel like it's it's not very obvious but it's kind of obvious they're still newish you know so yeah, because like, I'm not going to lie, during this whole entire match, there are a lot, a lot of botches, mm-hmm. especially when they hit Crime Times G9 and tribute to Shaq Gaspar, and it kind of went, Yoo! as soon as they hit it, I was like, oh, that didn't turn out well. I love you guys, but it didn't turn out well. It was a nice tribute, but you guys kind of botched it, but still good job. Botchamania running wild. Botchamania all through this match. That's all I can pay attention to with all the botches. I was just like, ooh, ooh, ooh. But it was a nice match. I kind of wanted, you know, Private Party to win because they still haven't won any championships in AEW. And I know they got their chance the last time and, you know, didn't win. So I was just like, oh, you know, maybe they'll win this time and actually get the tag team championships. Nope. I was wrong. I mean, if they won, it would have undermined the momentum that the Best Friends Club has built up over the... Why are you calling the Best Friends Club? They're just called Best Friends. Maybe I want to be part of their club. Oh, okay. You don't know my story. (laughs) Okay, okay. Sorry, girl. (laughs) I don't know why I keep calling them Best Friends Club either. I don't know. I just like to call them Best Friends Club. Um, I think that 
private party just like with Jungle Boy and NJF? Maybe not now, mm-hmm. but that's your future main event title scene. Like, absolutely. Absolutely. I do think Best Friends winning here was the right call. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, it was it was an okay match. I'm not going to lie. It was an okay match. A lot of botches, you know, here and there, but it was a good good match. You know, Best Friends have secured that number one contender spot for the tag team titles. Now, after that, we had the casino ladder match. With um Orange Cassidy, Joy Janela, Luchasaurus, Scorpio Sky, Frankie, because Frankie Kara Kara I can't say his last name. Kara Frankie Kazarian. Kazarian, Frankie Kazarian, Kip Saban, Darby Allen, and Cole Cabana, and an anonymous, you know, last entry that we did not see till towards the end of the match. After who who came out last? Was it Luchasaurus or the Luchasaurus? Yes, it was Luch- no, yes, no. Yes, no, yes. No. Yes. I think uh Luchasaurus was the last guy who came out. And you know, after that, that's when my ending that's when my uh, um link started to go out because you know I, I am a pirate. I I am a pirate. <laughs> if you guys do not know, I'm not gonna sit here and like bullshit. You I am a pirate. pirate. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how the fuck that song go? <laughs> I am a pirate. And the last minute entry was Impact's Wrestling's Brian Cage. Brian Cage is now all elite. Not all elite, but he is all elite wrestling. Man, when he came out and broke that ladder with his own hand, I was like, oh, God, somebody is about to die. And if you have not seen Brian Cage before, this man is a juice of beefcake. Holy is a muscle. Everything on him is a muscle. Him and Bobby Lashley, they got muscles on their eyelids, bro. (laughs) This man is just big as shit for no fucking reason. The only thing that's small on him are his fucking feet. His hands are big, his chest is big, arms are big, legs are big. I think his feet is big. The only thing that's small on him is his head. And even <laughs> then, even then, because like, I, um, hold on one second. Mm-hmm. Girl, don't, don't choke. I got, she on that Matt Riddle guy is that Matt Riddle, you know, that good shit. <clears throat> See, the gag is when you're the person recording the volume levels, you can mute your mic to call. <laughs> <laughs> So they don't gotta hear you fighting for your fucking life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying. I'm dying. Okay. Goddamn baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh okay. shit! I love this episode already. Okay. <laughs> manager is the one and only Taz. Now Taz actually disappeared during what the pre-show I think? What what was the pre-show? At the end of the pre-show I didn't watch the pre-show. No cap. Yeah. 
I mean, I don't think I was. I think the pre-show was Best Friends versus Private Party. I think that was the pre-show. Yeah, because the Battle Royale opened um, the opened show. Double or nothing. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the pre-show, Taz said um, he has, he has to be so- a man about a horse. Horse. Yeah, and I was just like, I'm like, horse? We have horses? Where the hell? I'm like, where's the cowboy at? We got horses. Where's the cowboy? Oh, That's the first I'm thing I said. Take my horse. <laughs> anyway, so Brian Cage came through, destroyed a ladder by hand, tore it apart, and I'm like, what kind of cheap ass ladders are those? Because ladders are not cheap to break, but you know, Brian Cage is a juiced up beefcake, so he could probably destroy anything. So he came through and destroyed everyone. He obliterated everyone. He got rid of Luchasaurus. He got rid of Coca Bana. He got rid of who else is in the ring? Um, Kip Saving. He destroyed. He threw Darby Allen into a fucking ladder, and poor Darby Allen hit his fucking head Y'all on the ladder. Some respect on some goddamn Darby Allen's name, bro. I fucking love Darby Allen. That man is fucking crazy as hell. I'm a fan because uh, of AEW, so I'm like, y'all need to put some goddamn respect on his name. That man is fucking great. Um, uh, what was it? Uh, who was? Who was? I'm trying to remember. Is it Cassidy? Yeah, Cassidy. Orange Cassidy uh, rode Brian Cage's back as he climbed the ladder with neither man managing, uh, managing to grab the chip that was on top. That was the, instead of a briefcase, you guys know how, you know, WWE does a briefcase. This time it was a casino chip. Like you play poker, you get casino chips. It was a big ass casino chip. Um, so the other competitors finally teamed up on Brian Cage, taking him out and burying him under some ladders. Don't think it well, that's the way to fucking like make it a, you know, kill off Brian Cage, make it his debut is put him on some ladders and kill him. It was um, the funniest shit. Because honestly, it was like six dudes picking up a chip like it was Pikmin. You needed eight wrestlers to pick up this chip and you had to take it back to cover Brian Cage's body, which was already buried <laughs> under like ladders and chairs because that's a muscle of a man like, yeah that's a big fucking dude his leg dude. is all of Marco's stunt <laughs> <laughs> it is it really is um so yeah they uh buried him under some ladders guardrails and a giant poker chip that was at ringside um Brian eventually got out from underneath said poker chip guardrails and uh uh, giant poker chips and ladders and shit and uh, taking part in a showdown with Luchasaurus uh, through Luchasaurus against uh, a ladder through his back um, through Darby Allen um, with a drill crawl before press slamming him to the outside while Darby was laying on the ladder and of course with the ring empty Brian Cage was able to climb the ladder for the win and winning the casino chip and now we will be getting um brian cage against the one and only aew world champion right now moxley so that match is going to be something to look forward to we won't be playing it until fighter fest and fighter fest has yet to be announced on when it's going to be because you know coronavirus shit is real <laughs> <laughs> I think Brian Cage winning was the correct thing to do. If you're going to debut someone like that, like mm-hmm. don't have him kicked out by an already established star. To me, that's a waste of a debut. Mm-hmm. And AEW will always get my benefit of the doubt because I feel like 
with the exception of one or two things, and even then they go out of their way to correct it, I feel like AEW goes out of its way to give the, cra- the crowd a product they would love to watch. And I love it. Right. I think John Moxley mm-hmm. versus Brian Cage, who I've been a fan of from Impact Wrestling, because I forgot who the fuck he was wrestling. Some dude, I think, springboarded or did a Tempe Suicida off the top rope, and he almost landed on that Impact Wrestling gate. And you know it's not like WWE shit. That shit is police barricade bars. Dude almost landed and compressed his own neck and killed himself almost. Brian Cage caught him mid-fuck up, and you could hear Brian, well, not here, but you could see his mouth saying, I got you, bud. I got you, bud. Then power stand him. That's real friendship. <laughs> That's a professional. You know, like, yes, it is. It's a safe <clears throat> pair of hands, and it's like, it's it's funny how we all forgot about him. Like, we all just weren't talking about, like, oh, Brian Cage fucking thing. I really forgot about him until I saw him. I'm like, Brian yeah. Cage? You I didn't like, even know his, his contract was up with Impact Wrestling. His contract I didn't even know. Been up because didn't he get injured and then his he wrestled um, Sammy Callahan and lost to him before he did that program with Tessa Blanchard or some shit like that. And then he was out and he was supposed to be rumored at the last um, either double or nothing or whatever the pay-per-view was before Revolution for AEW. And he didn't show mm-hmm. so everyone was like, man, okay, whatever. He's Brian Cage. He does what he wants. Now that he's here, it's like, I, I dead forgot about him, and I'm glad he's here. Yeah. So then the next match we had MJF versus Jungle Boy, and to give the description of this um match, I'm gonna do my best crest of voice. <clears throat> it's not gonna be very good. What if you can lose if you must, but always, always. I love me any kind of heel work, especially heels who fucking cheat. Cheat. And not like, oh, I'm going to hit you with a chair shot, but I'm going to fucking green mist you and then cover your body so the ref can't see the green mist on your face. (laughs) As soon as I saw that video, as soon as I saw that video, I'm like, yes. (laughs) Win if you can, lose if you must. But always, always cheat. <laughs> now this match was really, really good. MJF, he may be a nasty, narcissistic, fucking asshole of a fucking wrestler. Fuck, sorry, fucking man. But damn, he's a good fucking wrestler. And his lack of fashion is just horrible with that fucking burgundy fucking... Was it, what is the name of his? The shit that he likes to wear? I know the scarf. What, what is the name of that goddamn like name brand shit that he loves to wear? Somewhere? What is it? Burberry. Um, I know it's fashion is a Burberry. <laughs> Burberry. Yes, it is. I'm like, Burberry has been out for like a year. Years. Uh, nobody wears Burberry anymore, fool. That's like going back and wearing boo-boo. <laughs> Girl. Anyway, so it... No, no, go ahead. It was a good, my bad. So it was a good fucking match. Um, them giving, you know, chops, you know. I'm not gonna lie, when NJF got hit and he was down, and I really thought he was like his, when his knee, I thought he, he really, you know, busted his knee when he did that one move and he went down mm. and he was holding his knee. I was like, oh, is he really injured? And the doctors came to check on him. I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh shit, this match from the end early. NJF gotta be out. Nope, nope. Just some old school heel tactics. He got you wham bam boozled. He got you flim flammed. 
bamboozled. I was shook when he got up. I'm like, oh, okay, you had me actually worried about you. You bitch. <laughs> it was a good match. Had them, you know, the chop for chop, blow to blow. It was really, really good. Um, I think afterwards they came, I think, um, Luchasaurus and uh, Marco Stunt came out, I think. I think. Did they come out? I don't remember. Um, well, Luchasaurus, mm, maybe could be, but I'd be at the end of the, I don't really remember. I'm not going to hold you. I have really shitty memory. Um, but at the end of the day, the fact still remains that MJF won. You know what I mean? Yes, MJF won by the, by, you know, pulling him up by his, you know, pants, not, sorry, uh, gear, and won, you know, the old school, you know, heel cheat way. <clears throat> Sorry, he managed to trap Jungle Boy's arm for the clutch pin to win. That was, you know, the old school cheat way. Time to cheat. So, Always yeah. cheat. Always cheat. Always. If you're not cheating, you're not trying. It was a really good match. Really, 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 really good match. So then we got the match that they've been putting all over the posters for the brand new TNT championship. Now I have to, okay, Cody, 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 Bucks, bro. Y'all make fun of the 24-7 championship by saying, oh, the 24-7 championship, what do you put on, what do you put on it? 24-7. And what do you guys do? It's the TNT championship. What do you put on it? TNT. <laughs> it's an ugly fucking belt. That silver is the most hideous color silver I've ever fucking seen. I know you said it's not done yet, but still that's an ugly color fucking belt. Hurry up and get it done. Please. I hate red strap belts. I hate it on the Universal Championship, and I hate it here. And I know because people definitely let me know on my TikTok and my Instagram and my Twitter that the belt wasn't done. But I've seen what's supposed to, what it looks like when it's supposed to be done, and honestly, throw the whole belt away. <laughs> I mean, I think the gold away. looks better than the silver. That silver and red is just, it's ugly. It's ugly. I think it's that real ugly. Maybe the gold. And the silver need to be inverted with that red strap, or just get rid mm. of that fucking red strap. Regard that red strap is fucking hideous, man. Like oh, it really hideous. is. You know what it looks like? No, I'm not gonna mm -hmm. say that. I'm not gonna say that. I'm not gonna say that. No, no, go, go ahead, go ahead. Speak your mind. Speak your mind. Speak your like, mind. You ever had like a little boy cat or a boy dog and a little red rocket come out? That's what that fucking belt reminds me of. I don't give a fuck who it's on. Brock Lesnar, pink piggy ass. Please don't beat me up, Brock Lesnar. I'm afraid of you. Or fucking Iron Mike or Cody Rose. And please, both of y'all don't beat me up, especially Iron Mike. I believe in you. You're a great man. That's why they called it Mike Tyson's punch out. <laughs> Not a band of Holyfield punch out. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. So I think that strap is ugly. I... If you want to do red, maybe like do a multicolor, but like that bright red strap. Let's say you want to put tampons on it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Uh, yeah, it's it's really ugly. So of course, when you know Lance Archer, I think Lance Archer came out first. I think I'm guessing uh -huh. did he come out first? Yeah, and of course, as soon as he comes out, he is hurting one of my homies. <laughs> what? Well, well, you call Jabba to the stars, but he he's you know real cool wrestler. You guys need to go follow him. I put a, his link in the description. <gasps> What's up, bro? Real cool wrestler. He's you know awesome. He's really fucking awesome. Um, y'all need to go follow him. And you know, as soon as I saw the braids, I was like. Oh no! I guess as soon as I saw him, you know, go over the ropes and go down, I was like, "Is that who I think it is?" Oh no, 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 no! You're like, not I was, like I was, this. I have a question I was like, for you. What's up? 
didn't wasn't this kind of like Lance Archer's gimmick also in New Japan? Like as he would come down to the ring, he would abuse officials. Like if you were in his way, even Kramer Cruz would like shove your ass. Yes, yes, he would. That's just how he is. Lance Archer is kind of a fucking asshole. Like he likes, he's he, he. I mean, he's sort of an asshole, but he likes to destroy people. Okay, okay, work. He he likes to destroy people, you know, as he should. That's a big fucking dude. As a big strong fucking dude. That's a dude. murder hawk, and I'm afraid. I am afraid too. Don't hurt me, Lance Archer, because you know if you haven't been on Twitter, he literally tried to murder Big Swole via golf cart. <laughs> I mean, well, and and his. In his own words, he said, I'm going to Sammy Guevara that girl. And now Sammy Guevara is now a noun. I mean, <laughs> Sammy is now a noun. Big Swole is legitimately swole. And I think if she managed to get Lance Archer to the ground, she could choke that nigga out. That's just my two cents. That is just, have you seen her all? She could, I think if she, if she put Lance Archer in the bank statement, she could choke that nigga out. <laughs> Hell yeah, she could. Oh yeah, she could. Oh good, that's fucking big swole. That she she can hurt Lance Archer. If anyone's gonna take down Lance Archer, it's big fucking swole. You guys heard it here first, okay? If anyone can take down that big nigga, it is fucking big swole. I period. Believe that. I believe that she just can't get like power bombed by him because he be hurting grown ass men. He definitely not caring about you, sis. <laughs> <laughs> don't hurt us, but please don't pop me, big swole. Her pops hurt. Please do not pop me. Her pops really fucking hurt. If you ever been popped. By Big Swole, it's like getting popped by your mama. Like, you know how your mom- arms look like softballs. They call her Big Swole for a reason. I'm afraid of her. I don't care. <laughs> like, you know how your mama, whenever you get in trouble by your mama, she says, stick your hand out. So, you know, you be like, no, like, no, stick your hand out. And she pops you. That's how Big Swole's pops are. Them motherfuckers hurt. And the last time I got fucking popped by Swole, that son of a bitch fucking hurt. And I wasn't even doing anything. I said, oh, I said that. I didn't say hello to her. She said every time I see her, I'm supposed to say hello. And I didn't because I didn't see her. And it was too late and I got popped. <laughs> Don't you love black girl love? Like, bitch, I said hi. Hi, goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> so when she saw me, she's like, hold your hand. I was like, no. She's like, hold your hand. I was like, damn it. And she popped me. I was like, fuck, man. I'll take that hand instead of her giving you that woo right across your chest because I quit. I, qu- I will cry. I will cry. I will get fucked. <laughs> Hey, so shout out to Big Soul. I fucking love that woman. She's fucking amazing. Anyway, back to this match. This match. Well, we already know who's gonna win this goddamn match. You you book yourself to win. <laughs> like you are like the producer of the show. And you book yourself to win. <laughs> I mean, to be fair though, I will say that has been a criticism of mine that the Kenny Omega, the Bucks, and Cody, like y'all don't have y'all don't you haven't really won shit. I mean, I get it that you didn't want to do that. Oh, we we are the owners and we're the bookers, so we're going to be booked to win. But it's like, mm-hmm. at some point, you got to win. You got to win some. Right. So, I mean, I, mean, I think it was the right choice. But um, mm-hmm. Lance Archer put up a hell of a fight. That he did. He put up a fucking hell of a fucking fight. Now, this match had a lot of shit in it. It even had, you know... um. Jake the Snake actually, Jake the Snake and our Anderson like almost went at it. And of course, they got thrown out by Mike Tyson, who told on the asses, like, oh, it was them. It was Jake the Snake. No, no, Get him I out of here. It was, I thought the ref ejected him. The ref ejected Arn and um, Jake. Yeah. And then when Jake came down with his snake, 
Oh, Lord, I got nothing bad to say about Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson came out and scared Jake the Snake off, and that's what I'm saying. Yeah, he story. tore his fucking shirt off, was like, what's good? What's good? You want to go? What's good? And Jake the Snake was like, no. <laughs> and like, Friday, you want some punk? No. <laughs> and turned his ass right back around. And, of course, he came face-to-face with Lance Archer, and Lance Archer said some shit to him, and uh, Mike Tyson was like, fuck you. <laughs> I, I firmly feel like, like Mike Tyson will punch any of you niggas and knock you out. Y'all better put some respect on his name. I mean, how old is that man? I don't know, but I heard his hits still hit like like trucks. They said Mike Tyson at his height, if you got hit in the face by a Mike Tyson punch, it's like being hit in the face with a brick or a truck. Fuck that. <laughs> he's 53, guys. He's 53. Mike Tyson is 53 but he's years old. But he's in shape. Killer shame. What? Killer fucking shit. I mean, just like Mike Tyson. I mean, just like the Boogeyman. Like him and Boogeyman are like fifty something. Like Boogeyman's fifty one. Mike Tyson's fifty three, and they're fucking. And the Boogeyman has a fucking eight pack. You know who else is like that too? Tony Atlas. Tony Atlas, I think, is like way older, but he's in hella good shape. Yes, yes, yes. He's <laughs> all these men. All these fucking men's. That's, let me and shut like up. at 50 something, 60, 80 something, these men still got eight packs and six packs. And me at 33. Sorry, the boogeyman. Sorry, the boogeyman is actually older than uh Mike Tyson. He's 55. That's and he still has an eight pack. Eight and pack. He, he. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, what were you saying? I'm like, this man got an eight pack and I'm still over here with a fucking keg. Get, get the fuck out of here, bro. <laughs> How old is Tony Alice? We're gonna find it. We're about to find out right now. He is 66. Tony Alice is 66 years old and still got the biggest fucking arms I know. Whose grandpa is that? I be your grandpa. I said, I said, turn off the Nintendo. <laughs> the Xbox. I said. <laughs> Incredible fucking shape of their age. It's like, my God. Yes. My fucking God. Anyway, back to the match. Um, Really, really fucking good, especially when um Arn Anderson and Jake the Snake actually got you know ejected. Um, I kind of do not want to see you know um I don't want to see Jake the Snake and I don't want to see Arn Anderson in a match. I really do not want to. They're both way too old, <laughs> way too old, way too old. Uh, Jake the Snake literally just came back from you know being clean from drugs and he does not have it in him. Arn Anderson can still do a spine buster and roll out the ring like it's nothing. So well, I think he'll be fine. In the game, in the fucking game. Uh, but this match was, you know, hardcore as hell. Um, they both put on, you know, a hell of a match, hell of a fucking match. But in the end, we have the first ever TNT champion, and his name is Cody fucking Rhodes. Bim, 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 bim. So then we had a women's match, the only women's match on the card, there were unfortunately. Two women's matches on the card, girl. Oof. I lied. Sorry. First out of two was Chris Stantlander versus Penelope Ford, and Penelope Ford actually came in for Dr. Britt Baker, who has a leg injury. She will not be back until what she say, Fighter Fest. That's an yeah, Avalon. Fest. Fest. This one she'll be back. So, um, it was you know some you know I'm not gonna lie, it was it was okay. Um, I love me some Chris Stantlander, Chris Stratlander, Stratlander. I love her, her little alien gimmick. I love it. And she boops people in the nose. She puts her finger up and just goes, boop. And I'm just like, I fucking love it. I don't care what anyone says. I fucking love it. At first, I didn't. But I, I, it's it's grown on me. I like Chris Statlander now. I think that she's amazing. 
Um, I don't envy Penelope Ford, as they say on Wrestle Talk. <laughs> Penelope. It, like Penelope oh, Penelope. Like I don't envy her. That's a really tough position to be in, you know, to have to fill for Britt Baker on such mm-hmm. short notice. And I want to like Penelope Ford. I don't know anything about her. I don't hate her. You know what I mean? I just no. don't have an opinion. Yeah, I don't have an opinion on Penelope Ford. I really don't, you know know her that well and i've really seen her wrestle so i really don't know anything yeah, so I, was like, hey. I mean so i was just looking at chris the entire time sorry i just same. was same i feel i hope that going oh. forward you know eventually she'll get her own little storyline and a gimmick because i think she's okay in the ring again i was really focused on chris statlander but um nothing to write home about in this match yeah, it was it was okay, you know, some botches. Um, uh, Chris hit her with her finisher, the Big Bang Theory, and pinned her for the one, two, fucking three, and it was you know really really good, really really good, really good. So then we got the what the fuck match of the night was Dustin Rose versus Sean Spears. Now Sean Spears came out and did the um, God, what the fuck is his name? What the fuck is his name? Oh God, what's his name? Oh God, no, what is his name? He used to be an announcer for Raw. What the hell is his name? Michael. Uh, no, the country one from Texas. Fuck. There we go. He did the JBL jig down the damn stick, down the damn ramp. When he did it, I was like, is that the jig? I was done. I was done. And so he came to the ring looking all spiffy and a suit, not even ready to wrestle, saying that Dustin wasn't even there. And of course, he did the most heelish shit, basic heelish shit anyone can do play his fucking theme song like he was going to come out, then look at the camera and smile and go, nope, he's not here, guys. Count it. He's not here. And so the rest starts counting, and in comes Brandy. Brandy walked out to the entrance ramp, and out comes Dustin and attacks Spears from behind. Um, Sean was actually stripped down to his underwear, his socks, and his sock garter. (laughs) <laughs> and on his um front of his underwear was actually a picture of Arn Anderson. <laughs> no, it was Where... Tony Blanchard. Tony Blanchard. All right, Tony Blanchard. Blanchard. Yeah, Tony Blanchard. Tell it, Tully. I said Tony Blanchard. Tully Blanchard. And I was just like, I thought it was his dick. I'm not gonna lie. I thought it was his dick until you know we they 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 went close. And I was like, is that Tully Blanchard on the front of your underwear? No, okay. Cap. I thought it was his dick too, and I definitely was on my Usher shit. Like, let me see. (laughs) And you know, Dustin actually started to smack his butt because we all saw his ass on national television. And uh, 10 out of 10, top tier quality. Yep, top tier quality. Uh, Definitely, everyone was like, oh, he's buried now. I'm like, buried? He just had, he has a fucking match on AEW Dark. Shut the hell up. Like, we need some kind of comedy, and that's the kind of comedy he likes. He's funny. Like, if you guys don't know, he has a Twitch show with uh, him, Breeze, Tyler Breeze, I think Tyler Breeze from NXT, and The King, Baron Corbin. They're all friends. And even though he's with AEW, they still do the, their Twitch shows. And it's really, really funny. Go check that out. Go ahead and check that out. It's real cool. I've never seen. Um... Oh, my God. Sean, sorry. I've never seen Sean Spears wrestle 
in WWE when I started wrestling. And when I started watching Oh, I was a mark. I was a mark for Ty Dillinger. I had I have every single shirt that he has in WWE shop right well it what he did. I have every single shirt. I even bought a shirt that's way too big for me to wear, but I bought it because it was his first sh- uh, first shirt in NXT and we were basically sold out of it. So I just bought me like it was it like an extra large or like a two X and it's way too big. And I'm like, I don't care. It has his name on it. Buy it. I was a mark. Still am. I love me some shark. I was, I am, I can and will be. <laughs> I say that to say though that since I've been watching AEW and been introduced to him, this man can be a heel. He can do comedy. Like, sis, he can do it all. But I really yeah, want to say, no matter how you look back at this, Sean Spears, you got beat out your clothes, bro. Beat so, out your clothes. You know. That's because in WWE, he was a pure babyface. They tried turning him heel at a house show, but it didn't really work. So they were just like, all right, babyface for you. So he never really got to be a heel until he went to AEW and hit Cody over the head with a chair. So I also think Sean Spears is very hot. If you're married, I apologize. Yeah. I don't want to piss off your wife, but you're cute or whatever. You know his you know who his wife is, right? Who? Peyton Royce. They're married. So after that we had the Nyla Rose match with <laughs> Sorry, Peyton. She had no idea yet. They've been dating since NXT. They were dating for four years. He popped the question. They've been married for like a year or two now. I don't like hitting on people's husbands, so he's ugly to me now. <laughs> sorry, girl. She. I'm sorry, Peyton. She had no idea. That's I'm why so every sorry. time I go to fix my mouth to say something about Cedric Alexander, I remember his wife is fully big swole, and the answer is no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Fix my mouth. Nope. Fully big swole, and the answer is no. Nope. I'll mess. I don't mess with married men because they are married for a reason. So the next match was for the AEW's Women's Championship toy belt. Uh. I'm sorry. I hate that belt. If you're gonna make a belt for your company and your fucking women's belt like a fucking toy. No, you need to go and hit fucking redo. Whoever made that belt, go back, make it fucking bigger. Make it as big as that AEW championship that Moxie has around his waist right now. Because that's bullshit. It's bullshit, and I hate it. Anyways, really fucking good match. Um, Nyla Rose and Akira Shida put on a fucking hell of a goddamn match. Even with Big Swole on the sidelines talking shit about Nyla Rose. And I was like, Swole, just hop your ass over the goddamn gate and get your ass this match and whoop Nyla Rose's ass, please. <laughs> I mean, that match was so good, though. And I would love to see a triple threat between all of them. And I'll be the yes, first one to admit too. that I think that Wednesday before Double or Nothing, I was talking about, like, it's nice to see a match where Hikaru Shida isn't in it and then she came out and I'm like fuck man like she's a good she's a great wrestler I'll even go for mm-hmm. it and say but I feel like besides Britt Baker who on the women's division has a storyline who has a who has a personality even and then when she put on that match with Nyla Rose who first of all shout outs to Nyla Rose because the first championship match she had it was Botchamania running wild this match these bitches were trying to kill each other. It was so kill each other. good. It was so good. It was so good. And what kind of makes me 
upset in one of my complaints about big women, because y'all know I love me some Nia Jax, is that even when Nyla was on the floor, Nyla still had a little something. And that's the problem, I feel, how WWE in particular book big people. If you're big, you got no mat work. Nyla was ready. She was with this shit every time a car Rushida until that bitch hit her with the bong. She spearfished her and then hit her with the knee. <laughs> It was so such good. a good fucking match. Such a good fucking match. Um, I'm kind of sad because Nyla's, you know, Nyla's run as women's championship was kind of cut short due to the fact that I'm uh, calling the Harris and shit. But um, we have a brand new women's champion. And her name is Hikiro Shida. It was a really, really good match and shit. Um, I, I'm not going to lie. I did like when Nyla Rose found Shida's, um, what was it? Uh, candlestick and she came and hit her in the head with a candlestick saying i found your candlestick bitch <laughs> yo nyla rose is a treasure and a gift she must be protected if you do not follow her twitter you're a clown <laughs> oh. side note side note severance on the on the you know topic of nyla rose um what we're not gonna have if you guys calling her a man we're not gonna have that we all know that Nyla Rose is transgender. That is a fucking woman. That is a big, beautiful fucking woman. And I'm not going to have people, men, mostly men, on fucking Twitter calling her a fucking man. And so she, she should be wrestling the men because she's a man. No. Nyla Rose is a fucking woman. You fucking assholes. Like, shit. She's Don't a woman. She's a woman. All right? Shut That's the fuck up. You guys woman. just bad. You're just mad because she's such a fucking good fucking wrestler and she's a fucking woman. Are you that fucking pressed? Period. I don't tolerate that shit either. You can ask the tons of people that I have to fucking block every time I post it on TikTok. You're not going to disrespect her point blank, period. On period, on God, no cap. I don't want to hear none of that he shit, none none of that shit. Because you couldn't do half the shit she can and that shit is whack. Why are you so concerned with what's between her legs or what isn't? You're weird. Stop being. And there's literally weird, weird dudes like really doing her. There be weird dudes on Twitter. Like if Nyla, like if she gets hit from like the top rope and she's laying down, they be looking. They be like, "Oh, I can see her dick." Why you guys staring so fucking what's hard? What's wrong with you? Stop being. Why are y'all weird, staring? Bro? Like, leave her alone. Like, what is wrong with you? Like. Y'all so fucking weird on Twitter, man. I don't got time. I don't got time for that. I don't tolerate homophobia. I don't tolerate transphobia, and I don't tolerate turfs. I don't tolerate that shit. That's not hell no. Not on this fucking podcast. We're not. Mind your motherfucking business. Anyway, next match: AEW World Championship match: John Moxley versus Brody Lee. Nobody won. Nobody Nobody fucking won won this match. (laughs) Nobody won. But you know who won? The fans won. The, the fans, fans won. 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 The fans because won. this match, the end to this match, it had to be stopped because um, John Moxley, um, <clears throat> what was it? Oh, God. What did, uh, wait, no, 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 no. It was a stoppage. Uh, he actually pinned him. I lied. He did pin him. No, no, um, choked him out. Yeah, choked him out. Um, yeah, Moxley actually hit a paragraph shift from the elevated portion of the entryway through the lower section. He hit the paragram shift and paradigm, went through para, sorry, paradigm. Sorry, paradigm shift. And they went through the floor. And I was just like, holy 
motherfucking shit and we're waiting you know they went to go see you know who was gonna get up first and you see them put the gloves on i'm like oh god somebody's busted open who's down there cutting themselves and of course we see moxley get up first like the badass he is and out comes poor brody lee bleeding from the head and i'm just like oh god oh oh god and to end the match moxley actually choked him out so i was just like huh well okay that's a i mean i don't know like i didn't want anyone to lose come like this is brody lee's first big match on a fucking pay-per-view card and you had him get choked out like what what i don't think it was a losing losing thing because john moxie's paradigm shift is a super protected move and he kicked out on one i think out of two of them some bitches now right on the one hand I'm about to open up my conspiracy theory, Matt Riddle-ass, drunk-ass mind and tell you <laughs> how I would like to see this working out because I give AEW the benefit of the doubt. But there are mm-hmm. so many undertones in this storyline. John Moxley and um, Brody Lee come from the same bullshit-ass company, right? So we, they keep yep. hinting at it, whatever. If bro, Let's right. say in this situation, if Brody Lee is Vince McMahon, wouldn't that make John Moxley in this situation stone cold? Isn't that a beautiful subplot? When I was in so-and-so company, here your dumbass came, wouldn't you want to choke out your boss? Isn't that such a relatable storyline? I can name three of my ex-bosses that if I saw them, like, oh, I'm comedian, bitch, I choked the shit out of them. It's so relatable. And I'm like, I love that. Because it's like, John Moxley's like, I don't care. I'm here to wrestle. And here's some cult leader on some Vince McMahon bullshit. You don't want to see Vince McMahon I don't think he's on. I don't think he's on some Vince McMahon bullshit. I think it's just some shit Twitter came up with, and Brody literally had to come out and be like, "Uh, this has nothing to do with Vince. This has absolutely nothing to do with Vince." Girl, take off the ten hats. Nah, take nah, off nah, the nah, ten nah. hats. I'm gonna have to hit you with the defal- decalcify your penal glands and hotep shit. <laughs> but like the steak. Okay, Doctor is- Umar. Okay, okay, okay. Point. <laughs> I'll, I'll put my kufi away that's later in the show that's later <laughs> that's later later it's well documented from other people that vince mcmahon likes his steak a certain way like you're doing very vince mcmahon things you could say that it's not but it's come on come on son. come on son. you tried to tell me you're not playing vince mcmahon get the fuck out of here this is exactly vince mcmahon stop I don't think it's Vince McMahon. I really don't think. If it's I mean, not Vince McMahon, it's a shitty cult leader. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, the, mm, okay, I'll take the heat for this. I mean, I don't care. I mean, Brody knows how to play, you know, a big tough guy. He's been in the Wyatt family. Did he played a bludgeon brother, and now he's a cult leader. So, I, I mean, that's kind of, you know, down the line of his character, you know, shit, I, I mean, guess. I don't hate it, because I think not having Brody Lee talk in WWE having him not talk rather was a mistake he's so articulate holy hell he's smart as hell that man is very very smart very smart and then it's like for me the issue is that it's like if this is not a rib on Vince McMahon because it's very oddly specific like what besides evil Uno and um oh my god Stu Grayson what other people have you like really put out a dark order then? Good question. Don't know. No idea. No clue. So. 
that's just my two cents. I'm not taking anything away from him because I still think he's great. And he's a thick mm-hmm. boy with eight C's. You seen his thighs? Ooh, nigga is juicy. But if you're married, I'm sorry you don't have your wife come be Marry with children. children. Marry with children. Mm, that nigga ugly now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think, like, at the end of the day, it's like, you know, he's still a great wrestler. But I'm like, if this is not a Vince McMahon riff, it's like, come on, son. <laughs> And then we get to the final, final match of the night. The Stadium Stampede. What we all been waiting for. And oh my god, this match. This match. A fucking plus. Five stars. I don't give a fuck what, you know, Meltzer and fucking, what's his name? Oh, I don't know. Fucking Cornette tried to say, saying this is the worst match he's ever seen in his fucking life. He'll never watch it again. Blah, blah, blah. Matt Hardy, why don't you do this? Blah, blah, blah. Shut up. Shut, Shut up. Hell up. <laughs> Shut up. You were no good wrestling if it kicked you in your fucking ass. Shut up. God. Honestly, out of the expanded wrestling cinematic universe, right now it's the Firefly Funhouse, this match, the Stadium Stampede, and then the Boneyard match. Like, it was that good to me. It was clownery. I got the mm-hmm. goop. I got the gag. I had yucks. And honestly, with everything that's been going on shitty in the world, it was nice to have a wrestling distraction. It was it was good gimmick wrestling. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. So the beginning of the match started out, they got a full football style entrance before the match with fire, cheerleaders, and smoke. Um, an inner circle came in with matching football uniforms, including padded football pants. And, um, you know, out came, you know, Hardy, uh, the Bucks, Kenny, but Hangman Page was nowhere to be found. And they started hitting each other with fucking, you know, uh, garbage cans and kendo sticks. Uh, Matt Hardy went to the, um, touchdown line of, no, the, uh, Extra point uh thing. Uh, I don't know what it's called. And I watch football. That's horrible. Oh, girl. The, I don't watch football, girl. Oh, I do. The, the extra line. Yeah. The, where they had the extra. Yeah, I forgot. the. Uh, yeah, I forgot that thing. And did a flip off it. It was fucking amazing. And so, um, Hangman did actually show up with a horse in tow. Riding on a horse mask on going after Sammy Guevara. It was so good. And it was it was so fucking good. Um so uh Sammy actually made his return during the match. Um and Hangman was still in the back in the like near, you know, the you know, where you guys walk and go get snacks and all that. And you know, he's walking with the horse, you know, looking for Sammy. And then Hangman Page stops. He sees something he likes. He gets off the horse, tells the horse to stay. <laughs> and he walks, and what do we see he's headed for? The bar. And I'm just like, yes. To be Me, fair, hangman. he was looking for Sammy and was like, girl, you know who don't got time for this? Me. Me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and he went straight to the bar. Oh, sorry, now I remember, it's a goalpost. Um, Matt Jackson actually climbed a ladder to the crossbar of the goalpost and hit a moonsault. Um, so having, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, after that, you know, Paige came. So then Santana and Ortiz, um, 
drove Kenny Omega through a barricade suspended between tables before throwing Matt Hardy into a pool. And of course, you know, Ortiz uh, told his brother Santana, Santana got in the pool first. Ortiz had to tell Santana, I can't swim. He's like, what? What do you mean you can't swim? I can't swim. Let me tell you, not being able to swim as a New Yorker is almost like a rite of fucking patches. People go to dirty ass Orchard Beach or dirty ass like uh, Far Rockaway Beach and just stand in the water. Nobody swims. You crazy, bro. <laughs> Nobody swims in New York. Nobody swims in New York. So when he said I couldn't swim, I was like, I felt that on a spiritual level. <laughs> and of course, Santana told him, stop being a pendejo. <laughs> And so he got he actually got in the pool by climbing the little ladder and slowly went into the pool. And in my head, I'm like, this is in Jacksonville at the uh Jacks of uh, the Daily's Daily Daily's place mm-hmm. and the stadium, which I've never been to because I've never I'm not a Jacksonville Jaguars fan because I don't go to Duval County. I uh, refuse. <laughs> I don't watch football, so Godspeed, hit a home run or hit a soccer post or whatever it is. <laughs> I'll just say this. The Jacksonville Jaguars are not a very good team. Jacksonville, uh, I'm going to tell you, Duval County is, uh, that's like going to like, well, how should I put it like New York terms so you can like understand? Like, what do, what do y'all like? That's like going, it's like a different borough that you don't want to go to, basically. Uh, okay. <laughs> so it's like the next town but, over maybe for you guys, right? No, Jacksonville's like all the way up, like towards like the as soon as you drive into Florida, Jacksonville's like at the end, uh, right there. Let me tell you something. As someone who don't live in Florida, to me, Florida's bizarro world. Like the only place, <laughs> the only place that's more like bizarro world than Florida is Australia, and that's only because they got crabs the size of giant spiders from anime books. So like, <laughs> Florida, like you when you say shit like that, I'm like, oh, of course it's Florida. The only one that's little that, that's more fucked up than Florida is Texas, and you guys are in a special Olympics comp- competition. <laughs> no, we don't. We don't go to Duval County. I stay my ass right here in Orange County. Where the fuck I live? I don't go to Duval County. Or what they? Oh, people up there. What they do? They go Duval. They just country. They country. They real country. Oh. I don't go up there. And of course, sorry. Back to the mess. So when Ortiz and Santana had Matt down in the pool, they tried to drown him. And a lot of people were just like, "This is horrible." You know, after Shad's death, he drowned. I'm like, but he didn't really drown in the pool. So sorry. Like I know you guys are trying to find something to be mad at, but it ain't it. That's just it. So when they thought they murdered Matt Hardy, we had a different version every time Matt Hardy came up. We got version one. We had version one Matt Hardy. Uh, we even got version two Matt Hardy with the matter facts. <laughs> and Santana and Ortiz reading the matter facts. I was dying. Yo. I was fucking dying. Yo, breaking the fourth wall, especially in professional wrestling, like being self-aware, like, yo, it's a good... This dude, I loved it. I loved it. That was hilarious. I literally had tears in my eyes. And then we also got Team Extreme Matt Hardy. He came up with, oh, and I was like, Team Extreme! I was so excited. It was like my childhood all over again. It was fucking great. It was absolutely great. I loved it. I loved every single fucking minute. It was absolutely great. So then, of course, we go to where Adam Page is. Jake Hager has found Adam Page in a bar. Where they shared a drink before breaking down into a bar fight. So it's the two... about to be a bar fight. 
That's not the words. Uh, okay, just let me be. <laughs> so, uh, the two brawled around the bar, including at a pool table, and with Jake Hager sliding uh, Paige and head first along the length of the bar, and like you did in your Snapchat, you're like, Benny Hill. That's exactly what Benny Hill. And I feel like, honestly, that is top tier booking. You know this man got a drinking problem. That was some shit that he's like, you know, I don't even like these niggas. No way, bro. And then he goes <laughs> to the bar, and then this dude, he's like, yo, you're not going to interrupt my vibe. At least share a drink with me. And J.K. is like, oh, hell, I'll be your ass. <laughs> and then it's literally like, you can, I can just imagine chickens running around in the background, some lady running around with her wig like a helicopter overhead. It was clowns. Clowns. Connery, pure Connery. So then Kenny Omega came to the rescue to lend a hand with him and Paige breaking champagne bottles over the head of Jake Hager. They took at least three, four fucking champagne bottles to the head. And I'm like, God damn, Jake got a big, thick ass looking skull. So we go he back to the football ate the field. the first one. Like the first one, he just mm-hmm. ate that shit. And the second one, he kind of ate it. Didn't they hit him with three? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look. Big dude. Big fucking dude. So then we go back to the football field and Mac Jackson's is hearing is hitting a series of northern light suplexes for the full fucking length of the football field. And I'm just like, God damn. I know that motherfucker's tired. Clown. He just hit a whole bunch of just a fucking lie. I would did he just did he break a record? I hope he broke a record. Clown. Um while his brother while his brother pelted Chris Jericho in the balls with footballs. It was funny. Uh, the madness continued with penalty flags, replay challenges, and Chris Jericho being painted white by a line marker by, I don't know who was it. Was it, it was, uh, Matt? Uh, or was it Nick? Page. It was Hangman Page. Yeah, Hangman Page came. So then um, what happened? So, oh, Sammy Cabrera, uh, something happened, and everyone was down, and Sammy Cabrera's in the middle thinking he's won. You know, he's in the middle of the place thinking he's won. Uh, the sprinklers actually woke him up. He was completely wet. He got up thinking he won, saying, guys, I did it. And all of a sudden, I hear his beep, beep. There's Matt. There's Kenny. And a goddamn golf cart. And I'm just like, oh, hell yeah. Poor Sammy Guevara's <laughs> like, not again. He's like, not again. <laughs> so we get the same scene for a couple weeks ago. Matt and Kenny chasing poor Sammy with a goddamn golf cart <laughs> all the way to the other end of the football field where Sammy jumps the little fence and runs up the stairs and Kenny goes after his ass. And as soon as he gets up there, Matt tells him to delete Sammy Devera. And so he hits the most craziest one winged angel from the stadium seats through a platform set up below to score the pin on Sammy. This was the most craziest fucking match I've ever seen, and I loved every single moment of it. I it think... was so good. Oh, by the way, Ortez, oh, sorry, Santana got uh, stuck in the ice machine, and they yeah, left him there. They left that man there. Told him to chill, bro. <laughs> I think that this match overall was really well constructed. It was well organized from... The beginning of the match giving you all-out brawl with the tension of the Bucks showing up, well, the Elite, rather, showing up without Hangman Page to the climax of Kenny Omega doing a one-winged angel one-winged angel on Sammy Guevara, which, honestly, I 
I I am beginning to like Sammy Guevara more and more and more, and I cannot wait for him to turn face because I will be behind him four thousand percent. You know, like do your little smarmy heel shit, but at the same time, you always taking the pin. You the one getting hit by golf carts. You're always when some fucked up shit happens. It's always you, Sammy Guevara. You know, like I I think it makes everyone in that situation. The, it makes them more of a star. I thought Adam Hayman Page might have turned heel on the elite here and joined the inner circle, which I wouldn't have hated either. But the fact that they were able to come together and still stand tall, that closing shot was amazing. Because most importantly, the story they've been telling of the set between the elite and how the inner circle was harping on that, for Adam Hayman Page to still stand tall with them, even after weeks of him not doing so, is amazing. Mm-hmm. I love the whole yeah. story. The athletics was good. Playing to Hangman Page, since we're talking about him, drinking all the time, having a bar fight, amazing. And even, like, Matt Hardy, the pool of reincarnation, hilarious. hilarious. The pool of reincarnation. It was everything. That was everything that I hoped it was and more. I loved every single fucking second of it. And so we're going to Monday Night Raw, and Crest is actually going to take it away because I was not home from Monday Night Raw, unfortunately, because I was slaving away at a store that we call Target. So, <laughs> Cresta, you go ahead and take the floor because I have no idea what happened Monday Night Raw, except we have a brand new United States champion, and his name is Apollo Crews, and he's black, and he's black, and he's black, y'all. Blackity black, blah, black, black, y'all. In case you black. forgot. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I'm going to give you a quick little rundown of Monday Night Raw. And I don't know what day this was, but. Was it Memorial Day? I want to say it was Memorial Day. Okay, whatever. So the show opens up, if I'm not mistaken. No, I think I started watching it late. So this might be the most jankest review. But I'm gonna, no, I'm going to tell you what's important. I'm going to tell you what's important. What's important was that MVP got Claymore kid for talking spicy mm-hmm. whole night, complaining. And so Lana decided she was going to be ah, 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 funny and say, go to MVP and say, do you want some ice for your job? <laughs> and MVP gave her the, your boyfriend is about, your husband is about to have the most important career of his life. And you want to go be a fake bitch? No, I don't want your eyes. And then Lana starts screaming. Honestly, I don't get it. I feel like this doesn't even make sense because Lana's all about money, power, and respect. Uh-uh, uh, even if MVP was being shitty to her, your boo is getting more TV time, which is more money for you, sis. This don't make sense. Um, in the words of Roger and Raven, boot. Um, boot the house down. <laughs> um, there was a fun match between Angel Garza and uh, Kevin Owens. And I love Zelina Vega. So that's all I'm going to say about that match. She's the greatest. They also did more Street Profits. I'm sorry, you want to interject at any time. I'm, I'm just rambling on. because Girl, I, I, Like I said, I did not watch. I have no idea what happened except for Apollo Crews winning the championship. Other than that, I didn't watch. I didn't get home until it was, you know, damn near over. So I have no idea what happened. I never watched. I mean, they did more of that Viking Raiders 
Street Profits comedy thing. And I've seen their matches in NXT. Personally speaking, I'm not a fan of this. I know these guys can put on fucking firecracker matches. And I feel like, yeah, I get the anything you can do, I can do that. I'm like, but like, what do you want me to believe? Like, Eric and Ivar get to the ring, beat your ass, scream in your face. And you want me to believe that they're like, <laughs> yuck, mini golf. What? No. <laughs> um, Charlotte Flair, Natalia, Oscar had a triple threat match to see who was going to challenge Oscar for the Raw champion. And why Charlotte Flair is there, me don't know. And my theory is they're going to make Charlotte Charlotte three belts to laugh at Becky Lynch because she's going to have NXT, SmackDown, and Raw titles. But she lost. Nia Jax won after um, pinning Natalia. No surprise. Um, oh, also, Alistair Black and Humberto Carrillo were in a match with... Um, Seth Rollins and not Seth Rollins. Oh my God, Murphy and Austin Theory, and they were gonna make this guy blind. Um, okay, work. Uh, and that's pretty much it. Like, I'm, I'm not gonna hold you. I have paid attention to Raw. Mm-hmm. I I will <laughs> say I'm beginning to like Penis Jesus Seth Rollins a lot more. What the hell did you call him? Penis. Penis Jesus. Penis Je- Okay. I don't know. Something about this Jesus persona, like, it reminds me of Squidward, but also reminds me of a penis, and I don't know why. I don't, they're like, and you know I saved this division. I mean, like, it's annoying, but he's valid. Everything he said was valid when he turned heel. Like, I beat Brock Lesnar, and then y'all turned on me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's fair and accurate. He did turn on him. I mean, and then it's like you did what you were supposed to do as a company guy for Hell in a Cell, and then the fans definitely turned on you. So now that I'm healed, you boo me? Fuck you. I saved this (laughs) brand. I'm doing what I want. So I get it. I think it's a very compelling story. But just the way his delivery, I'm like, yo, you are a dickhead. Maybe it works. It does work. Like, so penis Jesus. Get it. Get it. Work. Jesus. Work. Right. So yep, yeah, that was my well, that was my night ride. Like I said, I did not watch. I was slaving away, you know, putting them in them hours at Target getting the coin. Cause you know Memorial Day we got paid time and a half. Ooh, so I was cool. getting I was getting the coin and we already getting paid fifteen bucks. So I literally got seventeen bucks an hour that day. Yes. So I was getting the coin. So yes, 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 yes. So uh, we go on to what Wednesday night then? Wednesday yes. night. Yes. Um, I I said this before we started recording, and I'm gonna say this now. This okay. is my personal message to Vincent McMahon and Tony Khan. Uh oh. Oh, and and Paul Levesque, since we use a real name. Why the fuck y'all making me have to choose on Wednesday? One of y'all gonna have to go to Thursday or Tuesday or some shit because this is bullshit. Y'all know y'all both put on really good products on Wednesday. So what the fuck? What the fuck? This isn't fair. This isn't fair. And I'm upset. I'm fucking upset. So I don't care who who it has to happen to. One of y'all need to be on Thursday and one of y'all need to be on Wednesday or one of y'all need to be on Tuesday or y'all need to come on before each other because honestly... Y'all, both your fuck, both NXT and AEW is good, and the fact that you're making me have to choose or flip between channels is absurd. And 
I, I think it's ridiculous. Put your petty bullshit aside and let the ratings speak for themselves. They would do way better instead of making people choose. <sighs> I have to get that out. I'm sorry. It's been bought. It's been on my heart. It's been on my heart. Because I, I want to watch NXT and I want to watch AEW at the same time. And it's not fair. I don't care. I don't care what beef you got. Think about the fans. One of y'all, one of y'all go. And I know if AEW goes, they'll be like, hey, we bullied you out. Like, no, it's not like that, bro. Just, I want to watch both. I want to enjoy both. Why, why you do this? <laughs> why you do this? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to have to get that out. And if y'all ever hear this, this is ridiculous, ridiculous, okay? One of y'all need to change, okay? One of y'all have to go change. I hate y'all both for this. I love both your products, but one of y'all needs to change. I hate it. Well, okay, then. She said what she said. She said what the fuck she said. So, I did not watch NXT because I was watching AEW. Now, when it comes to Wednesday nights, usually I'm flipping back and forth, but AEW was way too interesting this week. I guess the hair and fucking bullshit. It was really good. We had SCU versus Kip Sabian and Jimmy Havoc. Um, we had uh, Joey Janela, Private Party versus Matt Hardy and the Young Bucks for the first time ever. And we had Hikiro Shida in action against, you know, Jobbers of the Stars, you know, random jobber. Uh, we had Britt Baker updating us on her condition with a whole conspiracy thread on, uh, you know, who injured her. Britt Baker's a clown. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, we had uh, Moxley. Uh, come out and you know uh, um, watch Brian Cage uh, debut match against uh, oh god who did he go against I can't fucking remember I can't fucking remember oh Lee Johnson yeah my homie <laughs> over here who are you going against oh yeah Lee Johnson shout out to Lee hey Lee that's my other friend guys I know way too many AEW you know pe- you know black wrestlers I basically know them all just saying hey Lee what's up um yeah, uh, Moxie came out to watch that match. Um, poor Lee. I was like, as soon as I saw the braids, I was like, oh no. It's Lee. I was like, oh god, he's gonna get murdered. And he did. Murdered he did. Sorry, Lee. I'm sorry that they had to murder you on live television. Um, so Britt Baker came out. And um, is she your girl, Krusta? I'm sorry, what? I'm talking about Britt Baker. Is it break breaker like a girl? I, I don't know her in real life. I wish I did. I love this heel persona. And again, I said this on my videos online. Um, I don't know if you remember. There was I think it was SNL where they were doing battle mm-hmm. rap and freaking Snoop Dogg came out in a wheelchair. <laughs> yeah, Britt Baker actually came out in a wheelchair, pushed to the top of the stage by Rebel for an interview with Tony Chavon. 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 Tony Chavon. So she had rule number three. Don't hurt the role model. Uh, she said before claiming the accident that left her knee injured was a conspiracy that goes far and beyond. So she ran down each of the women involved in last week's tag match, tagging all of them as the conspiracy conspira- conspired con- I can't talk right now I'm co-conspirator label um she produced a board connecting everyone from Chris Statlander to Hikiro Shida Nyla Rose to Aubrey Edwards she labeled Aubrey Edwards as the mastermind of the operation 
claiming she was present at every single one of her injuries and that she issued a threat to all involved before wheeling away and on the back of her wheelchair it said role model get it role model can we talk about how excellent keel Britt baker is i love this i (laughs) i give my whole life every wednesday when she talks and she's just like well I'm the greatest, and I'm not sure. Can you spell greatest? I'm like, oh, yes. And she got the chops to back it up. Girl, Taking a lesson from Adam Cole. I love it. Love it. Listen, no, ma- no matter how you slice it, because you can take lessons from somebody. I mean, I think she's very Adam Cole, very Roderick Strong. Mm-hmm. But I feel like you somebody can give you the playbook. But if you can't perform it, it don't matter. You know what I mean? But like exactly. the way she does it, like, uh, I believe. And the fact that Britt Baker can actually freaking wrestle it, she's so smarmy. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> so then we had Sheeta um, match, a Sheeta match with, uh, well, who she go against? Uh, I know the girl is Brazilian, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Christy James. Christy James. She's Brazilian. If you didn't know, she comes to the ring and she dances. She's really good. She's really, really fucking good. Um, then we had a, uh, Cody made his ring to the ring for a promo with Tony Schiavone. Um, Tony Co- Schiavone. <laughs> I've been drinking. I'm sorry, y'all. Like I said, we've both been drinking in this episode. So <laughs> what you get is what you get. So Cody, uh, edit what it, he, um, Equated himself to the quarterback Tom Brady, citing the fact that neither were fir- were neither were first chosen, but both put in the work to achieve everything they did. He did not benefit from the was it nepotism or the nepotism or the dominant genes from his father, and said, "I'm not the Simba in this story." And uh, he vowed to defend the TNT title every week and issued an open challenge to the locker room. And of course, the first person on Twitter. Who saw that shit? It was the one and only Big Swole. So I'm like, oh, yes, Big Swole, Cody. Yeah, I want it. I need it. Get me. Yeah, put, put Swole in all the matches. Also, all the Zach Ryder hit him with the eye emoji. So you know what that means in the words of Don't. Brody Lee. Oh, fine. I, I, don't, I don't know what it means. I don't know. I just see he typed that every day. He's like, it's Sunday. You know what that means. So. I, I don't know what it means. So then we had SCU versus Kip Sabian and Jimmy Havoc. Um, with the shot at the AEW Championships against Kenny Omega and Hangman Page on next week's show, Kip Sabian and Jimmy Havoc uh, battle former champions SCU in a high stakes contest. I'm not gonna lie, I kept flipping channels. I'm sorry, I did not barely watch this match. I was kind of like watching NXT. I'm not gonna lie, I was flipping both channels. Okay, but towards the end, I stayed on on AEW. Okay. <laughs> I think Damn, that match was going on that same match you were just talking about. I think yeah. it was the Keith Lee Mia Yim promo against the Garganos. So I was very into that. So I think, yeah, I, I think that was a good time to switch back and forth. Unfortunately, yeah. Uh, so I barely watched this, but apparently, you no, know, SCU got defeated. Unfortunately, unfortunately. Um. So then we got a uh, battle royale for the shot at the TNT Championship. I did not watch this either. Unfortunately, I didn't watch this either, but I did hear that my boy from the Jurassic Express, cute, adorable, 
little jungle boy has one well not little he's like 22 23 he's a grown man um, <laughs> he's a grown I man watch it let me give you the quick little rundown sis okay go ahead so the tea and the gag and the story is mjf is prizzy press that he won the dynamite ring hasn't had a championship and was like, well, I'm going to end to this, and Wardlow's going to be my insurance, because at the end of the day, Cody, all roads are going to have to lead back to me because I'm a piece of shit. So, <laughs> get, yeah, pretty much homie gets to the ring, and him and Wardlow are just chucking people out, being pieces of crap, ah, 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 whatever. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think, who eliminates Wardlow? I want to say Orange Cassidy did, but I could be wrong, and I don't have the footage in front of me. And it doesn't matter, because Wardlow gets eliminated. No, MJF gets eliminated. No, it was Wardlow, because mm-hmm. MJF was at the end. Wardlow gets eliminated. Ah, 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 ah. It's MJF versus um, Orange Cassidy and Jungle Boy. I forgot how MJF gets... I think they tag team him, and MJF just gets yeeted, or whatever the case. Mm-hmm. One... Pretty much either Wardlow or MJF gets kicked out before the other one, and it comes down to Orange Cassidy and um, Jungle Boy. And it was actually really good. Like, Orange Cassidy, like, at first I was like, this guy's a clown. But now I'm like, okay, I get your gimmick. You are a really good wrestler. You, like, you low-key Daniel Bryan levels, but you can't be fucked. Like, <laughs> you can't be bothered to wrestle. Like, if, 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 if RKO gave a damn and did his, like, uh, I don't care shit instead of burying niggas, uh, fantastic. I love it. 10 out of 10, we'll watch again. So then this is the part where I watched, where I stopped watching NXT and I went straight to AEW. Oh, God, did I just whistle doing that? I did. So then we had the Inner Circle Prep Rally with uh cheerleaders and we had a very special cheerleader involved in this pep rally the one the only garetto who i still this vicky garetto was one of the cheerleaders and of course you can hear her without a goddamn fucking microphone i think she changed her thing from excuse me to uh uh something else i can't i don't fucking remember um, I can't remember what. No cap from one loud girl to another loud girl. Vicky, I respect your lungs, girl. Come on, strong <laughs> lungs. So she, you know, she was a special cheerleader. And I'm, I do feel bad for Vicky because her going to AEW shows, uh, WWE says she can no longer uh, interview WWE stars because I guess she chose a side, I guess, which really sucks because I'm like, her husband putting years at your damn company because she decides to go to AEW, you know, you, you, she's not allowed to, you know, talk to, you know, any of the WWE talent, even though her, her husband is still all over your fucking network and you're still selling his t-shirts and shit. Like, fuck out of here. Fuck out of here. Like she probably, not to say that she probably, cause I don't know what anyone's pockets look like, but can you blame her for wanting a better lifestyle, better money and like arbitrary loyalty to WWE? I, I, mm-hmm. I never understood it. Like, I respect what Vince McMahon does, but I don't, I've never been a fan of arbitrary loyalty in the sense of, oh, you need to be loyal to me, but if I can, I'm going to bury you to get a buck. I'm over it. Right. So the inner circle made their way to the ring, still reeling in their loss from the stadium stampede night. Um, Chris Jericho ensured fans' defection would band together and come back stronger than ever. So then, uh, Sammy Cabrera. Well, before that, um, they had T-shirts. 
what Shay threw into the crowds and they started throwing them back like John Cena at ACW shirt, uh, ACW show. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, then Sammy Guevara started handing out his participation trophies. Uh, Santana uh, gave out gifts from his New York in baskets <laughs> that includes um, vapor rub. Wait, 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 wait. What did you call it? A New York in basket. <laughs> a New York in basket, mama. It's a New Yorkian. If I don't get oh, you, you sorry. I've been drinking. There. I've been drinking. I'm so sorry. And if you saw that and like, if you read the word, you'd be like, "Girl, how do you even pronounce that?" It's all good, girl. I got you, girl. You okay, New Yorkian. Sorry, New Yorkian basket. That includes. <laughs> <laughs> I've been drinking, guys. You gotta excuse me. I'm sorry. Anyone who lives in New York, I am so sorry. Not my New York friends. Don't kill me. Um, which included um vapor rub. Tim, sorry, not Tim's. Fems. They were fake Tim's, so they're Fems. You know the ones that you can get, like you know how <laughs> girls got the beauty supply store, especially if you're from New York in the Bronx, Third mm. Avenue, the VIMs that had the Tim's and the, the ones that were right next to the Tim's that were yellow but no name on it. Y'all know the one. Y'all know the ones. <laughs> Santana gave his brother uh, a chopped cheese, which I'm guessing is a Philly cheesesteak. No. But y'all call it. I don't know. I, okay, y'all about to educate me. I know nothing about New York. You right quick. The okay. cheese is like, I want to say cheeseburger chunks on a on a hero roll and like a cheeseburger. Gyro? A hero. You mean like not, a- not a gyro. Not a gyro. Um, just like a regular hero. Like you ever go to the deli and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, you want it on a roll or or a hero? So a chopped cheese is like cheeseburger chunks on a roll with American cheese and ketchup. Some people want it really diced up some people like it like a chunk it's it's really it's piehead bodega food really it's <laughs> like yo for like four dollars maybe two three depending on where you at you get mad burger meat cheese and bread and you get you a little arizona that's like five bucks at most <laughs> yeah you're going you want to taste me when i come to new york because i do have to come so uh, and he also gave him a uh, gave Jericho late champion a frame photo of Mark Anthony. I was offended. And of course, late champion gifted Sammy Guevara a because Sammy keeps buried by golf cart. They see me rolling. So then Jake had poetry. And literally, it wasn't poetry. It was literally like a no saying how he was going to murder the elite, basically. This man went straight taken. He was like, I have a particular set of skills. He had a flashback. He was in the war, bro. Like, yo, chill, chill. (laughs) (laughs) So then uh, Jericho, uh, before Sammy asked uh, Jericho what he really wants. And he said, what I really want is Mike Tyson's head on a platter. He said he hasn't forgotten what Mike Tyson did to him on January 11th, 2010 on a Monday night. And Twitter went absolutely nuts. And, of course, they found a clip of what Mike Tyson did to Jericho on a Monday night. Uh, Mike Tyson actually um, came, uh, took off his black T-shirt, showed he had a DX T-shirt, and punched Jericho in front of uh, Triple H and Shawn Michaels and got him for the pin. So then Tyson interrupted the proceeds, accompanied by his posse, which included UFC star Henry 
I'm not gonna say it so I think I don't know how to say it. <laughs> I don't know I'm not who gonna... that man is. I'm sorry to that man. I apologize to that no man. No idea how to say your last name, bro. Um, Jericho demanded a apology from Mike Tyson for knocking him out, or the former heavyweight champion would suffer the same fate as Lich from Le Champion. And of course, while he's doing all this, Mike Tyson is trying to tear this pro wrestling t-shirt that he has on. By the way, pro wrestling tees are the most hardest fucking t-shirts to tear, obviously, because he tried to tear that motherfucker off and it was not going. It was it was tragic. not going. He should I mean, I know once you start, you can't stop tragedy and he got to the bottom and still couldn't tear it off and of course tragedy. the guy from pro wrestling tees actually pre actually retweeted and say look how strong and actually said look how strong our t-shirts are which they are those are strong smart. ass fucking t-shirts smart marketing and then a huge entire brawl broke out between tyson's guys and the inner circle at the show went off live and of course i saw one of my guys in that brawl you saw a guy with a mohawk that is my captain my captain, oh my captain, sup, bro? <laughs> I was Captain Dean, my bro. I love you so much, bro. That's my bro. Shout out, shout out to you. He was actually, he's actually, he was actually on the main event of AEW Dark last. Well, sorry, this week he was the main event. So I was very, very proud, very, very proud. So shout out to you, Captain Sean Dean. That is my homie from Chicago. That is my Chicago homie. Y'all go follow him. I'll be posting by him all over Twitter. It'll be in the description. And that's the end of AEW. So we're going to get into the real, real deep stuff. This is where everyone, go get your alcohol, go get your cups, pour it, because it's about to get real. Shit's about to get real. This is not wrestling related. We're going to get into the deep stuff. Y'all know how I be on Twitter. Y'all know how I've been about this for the past two, three days. Are you still here, girl? I am. No, I was just typing okay. something. Um, I want to say first and foremost that um, <coughs> I want to have a civil discussion under any comment section where this goes up. It's a very mm-hmm. sensitive subject that a lot of realities aren't the same for people living in America. And I want to keep it respectful. I, I want to say that first and foremost, I want everyone to keep it respectful. And please keep in mind that your point of view isn't the only point of view. And, yeah, go ahead and start before I get in for I put my koofy on. Because I put it away earlier, but I dusted it off. I'm ready. I'm ready. It's right here in front of me. Now, if you guys don't know me, if you're going to be disrespectful, I like to fight. Okay? Y'all know how I like to fight on Twitter. I like to fight outside of Twitter. Don't get the twist. Don't, don't get my name mixed up. I like to fucking fight. All right? All right? I so if we're going to be disrespectful, if we're going to be disrespectful and rude and racist, I like to fight and I'll see you at WrestleMania next year. If you really bought that life, I'll see you at WrestleMania next year in Hollywood. If you really bought that fucking action like I am. So, so let's go ahead and get into it. So Minnesota, Minnesota, fucking soda. <laughs> I had to say it like a Minnesotan. Um, uh, a lot's been going on in the past um, couple of fucking days. It's been, uh, it's how do I even put this? Basically, um, there was a man. His name is George Floyd. He was murdered by a cop in Minnesota, Minneapolis, Minnesota, on May twenty fifth, uh, twenty twenty. Uh, a cop named Derek Siobhan. 
a white Minneapolis police officer knelt on Floyd's neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds. And even after he died, he put his knee still was there for another two minutes and 30 some seconds, even after he was dead. And they knew he was dead. Apparently, I'm uh, sorry, he, they, knelt, they knelt on his knee for um, two minutes and 53 seconds after he was unresponsive. So basically, George Floyd got arrested because they thought he was writing a bad check. But the now update is he thought they thought he was using a counterfeit 20. And I know, I mean, so I know at Target, if you're going to use a counterfeit cash, we have a pen at the register that we use to see if it's fake or not. So the fact that they call the cops over, you know, fake cash, like, is it really that serious? Like, is it really that serious? So anyways, not only was one cop kneeling on his knee, two other cops were holding him with his entire body down, even though there is a cop kneeling on his neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds. And George Floyd actually died. And um, after that, um, that's when everything kind of just went haywire, went totally left. Um, we should, as black people, unfortunately, we are used to having black people um, killed by cops because that's just the norm in this society, unfortunately. I can go down the entire list of every single person, black person who's been murdered by the cops, but that's a lot of fucking names and it shouldn't fucking happen. Um, well, I am going to say some, um, Sandra Bland, she had a, um, quote unquote suicide. And, um, I forgot what city it was, but she had a suicide in jail and nobody was ever, um, convicted for that. She was pulled over for some sort of dumb, dumb fucking reason they took her to jail and then about a couple days later she was dead um tamir rice he was playing with a toy gun and he uh, about mm, someone called the cops on him thinking it was a real gun about 50 seconds later tamir rice was dead and he was just a child just a child and he was dead within just like that he was only 12 years old there's so many names, but I'm going to continue to go about the story. So after that, um, Minnesota, Minneapolis, sorry, Minneapolis, Minnesota actually went up in flames. Um, there have been protests ever since um, people broke into a, not broke, but they raided a Target and they burned it down to the fucking ground because apparently Target had actually been giving money to the, to the cops that, you know, these same cops that, you know, are supposed to look out for your lives, they actually funded them, and they found out about it, and they burnt that Target to the entire ground. Now, as someone who works at Target, I do feel bad for those employees, because now they're stuck without going to work or anything like that, so I do feel bad for them, but I do not feel bad for the point that that store had to burn. Now, here's the problem I have right now. People don't understand why we're rioting, why we are, quote-unquote, looting, well, I'm going to give you a lesson. When black people like to protest, anything that we do, we can protest silently. We can protest, you know, on the streets with signs, with our fists raised. We can kneel and you guys still will not listen to us. You guys complain. We have people like fucking Tommy Lauren be like, oh, don't take a fucking knee, blah, 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 with a racist, conservative, dumb, blonde fucking ass. 
we have other white people who get angry who say it's a waste of time like we go out in the streets and we'll protest quietly not doing anything we can go out in the middle of the roads like in chicago we went out in the middle of the day and ryan stood in traffic he stopped traffic and we just stood there we didn't do anything we just stood there with signs and protested that was it and still people complain they complain if it's any type of quiet you know silent peaceful protest they hate white people hate people uh peaceful protest so when we get so angry that we have had enough and we start riding in the streets that's when you want to call us savages and the n-word and all this other stuff and maybe maybe riding in the street will finally get y'all attention because calling compacronate compacronate call it i'm not going to try to say it's last name because i've been drinking i'm not going to mess it up Kaepernick. he's been kaepernick thank you sorry i've been drinking guys sorry kaepernick He's been kneeling for the Pledge of Allegiance. If you guys not know, you guys are so, oh, my America, don't stand. You die for kneel for the Pledge of Allegiance. Well, if you actually played the entire Pledge of Allegiance song, you would know that the third verse is all about slavery. Because it was written through slavery times. And it was racist as hell. So maybe white people, if you would actually look up the Pledge of Allegiance to see what it was really about, maybe... Maybe you would see what it was actually about. But anyway, they would say Colin was uh, kneeling because he hates America. No, he was kneeling to let y'all have the attention of white on black crime, of cops killing black people. But of course, no, you're not supposed to kneel for the flag, blah, blah, blah. You hate America. Go back to where y'all came from, you. Ah, ah. Yeah, all that. So, Kirsten, I just... I'm a, I'm gonna take a drink, Cressa. You 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 say what you think, cause I I need to drink after I just said what I said. Well, that's why I'm here, cause I love to talk. <sighs> what happened to George to George Floyd is hard. It didn't need to happen. It didn't need to happen. He was restrained, like in handcuffs on the ground. It's crazy to me because. It's like, it's possible for y'all guys not to use force. I've seen countless videos of women. Let me, let me be clear. I've seen countless videos of white people doing fuck shit to police. Damn near running them over, spitting on them, kicking them. And you don't shoot them. At worst, you tase them. Why can't the same courtesy be extended for people of color? It's not a death sentence. Yeah, it's illegal. Hell yeah. But to, to end up dead over a fake 20, a broken tail light, you know, asking for help. Any little thing, you, we can't do shit. We can't do shit. When we protest about it peacefully, we are, oh, this is corporate bullshit. This is PC culture. It's not that. It is. It is. Stop minimizing it. If it's not that bad, if it is not that bad, I want you, as someone who believes it's not that bad, to trade places with any black person. And you don't get to pick. So you don't get to be Kanye West. You don't get to be Beyonce. You get to be someone from Detroit. You get to be someone from the Bronx. You get to be someone from Chicago. You won't do that. You know there's an inequality. And you say, well, you know, just follow the law. 
There are people, literally there was a man who shot up a church and was apprehended peacefully. He broke the law. What happened then? And don't hand me that, oh, well, you know, being a don't hand me that. My father was a police officer. Blue lives, that's a choice. Being black, I didn't choose to be black. I was born this way, bro. I'm not ashamed of who I am. And to deliver a death sentence onto black people who have interactions with the police systemically this isn't new this isn't new you know what's new camera phones you know what's new social media so now it's getting more focused remember how shocked and appalled rodney king was y'all remember that how six of these cops beat his ass none of them got convicted bro none of them not a single one and that was just the tip of the iceberg for the 90s. And you know what happened in California? The same shit that's happening now. Those who don't learn from the past are damned to repeat it, bro. How are we supposed to get together as a nation when people are constantly telling black people, oh, you got to forgive. Oh, you got to forgive. And how many times are we supposed to get slapped in the face before we're like, yo, you're going to stop slapping me. And don't hit me with no whataboutisms. Because I'm going to check that shit right now. When there is... A memorial for another tragedy. Do you go in there and say, well, what about Tiananmen Square? Well, what about this? You don't do that. You do not do that. Y'all guys only do that when Black Lives Matter is a thing. Then all lives matter. So if you say all lives matter, then you agree Black Lives Matter. And that can't be true as long as black lives are getting in. Um, in uh, what the fuck is the word, girl? I'm on one. She's got her kufi on. Like, that can't be true as long as black people are dying disproportionately at the hands of the police. Even if they are wrong, it is not a death sentence. You should be able to get a ticket and walk away, bro. Have your day in court. These are the rules y'all put in place, but why don't we get that? Why? Why? When we ask why, we get, we get blackballed. When we ask why, we get shot. When you guys say, well, you know, Martin Luther King was peaceful, he still got assassinated. And don't say nothing about riots, because the Boston Tea Party was a riot. No representation without taxation. You guys decided we were three-fifths a fucking person and had us, had us be slaves, bro. And then after slavery ended, there was Jim Crow. There was so much bullshit. And even to this day, there's that side of, uh, I'm going to clutch my pearls and my purse. Don't do that, bro. We're tired of it. Black people are tired of it. And we have a right to be tired of it. No matter what we do, it's not right. It's not right. And it's not okay. It's not okay. Do I condone? rioting and looting i don't think anyone should have to riot but at the same time it shouldn't have to come to that point respect nope. human life and the fact that it has to come to that point is very indicative of how black people and white people feel about things in america and it's sad it's sad. i would love to live in a world where everyone could get along we all have little gray babies because everyone's one freaking race but somehow some way we've decided that if you've got more melanin then this person, your other, and it's whack, and it's corny. It's the dumbest thing to hate people over. You can hate people for having shitty personalities. You can hate people for having bad breath. To hate someone over something they literally have no control over is garbage. It's garbage. What makes you more superior than anyone else? Because you got a gun? Because you're a police officer? You're scared? We got to hold police officers to the same high standards we hold teachers to. With this, we're like, oh, we got a couple of bad teachers that molest kids. There's a couple of bad apples. No. There's a comedian who said, you can't, Chris Rock, you can't have a couple of bad apples with pilots. Oh, most of our pilots land, but some of them run into the mountain. You would never have that, bro. If you are taking on the mantle to serve and protect the community, you need to be better 
than everyone else. Like a doctor, you can't just practice medicine willy-nilly. You need to know what you are doing. If you are scared, why are you a police officer, bro? Why? Like I say, I'm afraid of fire. Why be a firefighter then? Make it make sense. That's like Steiner math, and the numbers don't add up. <laughs> <laughs> it still spells disaster. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to preach. Thank you for coming. Girl, go on. Talk. It's just girl, go on, preach. Frustrating. It is frustrating. It is frustrating because <sighs> this is a wrestling podcast, but racism can even be seen in the things we love, even in wrestling. Even even mm-hmm. your shows that we watch, everything is geared towards a certain thing, and it sucks, and it fucking sucks, and it sucks, because anti-blackness is fucking global. Everyone, everywhere has something negative to say about black people, and it sucks. And people are like, well, why is that? I don't know. You tell me. When did we decide that black people were that nigga to steal on? It's annoying. <laughs> it's annoying. Because no matter what we do, no matter what we do, it always evolves into, <laughs> no matter what you say, you're a nigga. Like, Come on, bro. Come on, bro. Like, come on, bro. Can you imagine if we treated y'all with the stereotypes that you guys give to us that we're dangerous and we're this and well, you're colonizing disease rats then. Oh, but that's racist then, right? Stop it, bro. Stop it. Stop it. I don't know. And even what, if, sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I will talk. No, 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 no. You were talking. Girl, you like, were talking. My back up next. Yeah, okay. I'm like, at the end of the day, I don't know what is so hard about not killing people. Why? Like, how? 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 Like, how? 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 And we all saw, we all saw the same thing. We all saw the same thing. And now y'all are really telling me who you gonna believe? Your eyes and me. There's a saying that says "awful but lawful," and that was just all awful, bro. All awful. How many times? Ugh. Even in medicine, disproportionately, doctors fully believe that black people be lying about their pain and shit. Fully believe it. That's why there's an opioid crisis and there was a war on drugs. There's a crack epidemic. Stop it. Like, it's, it's annoying. I, I will stop grandstanding and I will end on this. It's annoying that it's hard to come together as a group of humans when... We are often made to feel less than, and those on top consistently punch down. I don't mm-hmm. want to hear nothing about black-on-black crime. If that's the way, and you want to say, well, crime is bad, then how come officers don't get prosecuted when they kill people for no reason? However, but if little Jamal shoots Jamal, or if Jamal shoots little Billy, he's going to jail for the rest of his life. Like, what, what happens here? Like, what's the problem? A more okay, nuanced speak. conversation I'm g- about private prisons is after that. But mm. I'm going to speak on that. So every time there is, you know, a cop that shoots a black man, every single racist person, even racist black people who are black people who are conservatives against their own kind, they'll literally be like, but what about Chicago? What about fucking Chicago? Every time there's a cop killing, you guys automatically say, but what about Chicago? Talk about the killings that have been happening in Chicago. But are you there in Chicago? Are you actually helping the charity to help the kids and the people get off you know, stop gangbanging, get off the streets. Are you there, you know, to help us get housing for low-income families? Are you there to actually, you know, help in, you know, the process to actually stop the killings? Are you there? No. You're just one of those people like, I've been waiting about Chicago. Talk about Chicago. Talk about black on black crime. Shut up. It ain't that motherfucking time. It is not the time. 
to bring us up. We have nothing to do with this. Stop trying to make it about something else. Stop trying to not talk about what's really going on. And that is cops are killing black people. There's literally a tape of a cop pulling up a woman saying, we don't kill white people. We'll ki- we kill black people. Remember, we only kill black people. Literally, he said they're trying to be funny and it wasn't fucking funny. So stop trying to bring up Chicago every time there's a problem about race. We have nothing to do with this unless you're giving money to the charities, low-income housing, low-income families, trying to help the kids get off the street, trying to get, get the low-income children food. Unless you're trying to help that, they're fine and dandy. But when it comes to white cops killing black people, stop trying to talk about black-on-black crime. Stop bringing up Chicago, okay? We ain't got nothing to do with this. We had that. We barely have had any killings because of fucking COVID-19. We haven't had like 50 killings a day like we did a couple years ago. Barely no one comes outside. So like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. That what about ism irks me. And I like, dude, like we're talking about this right now. And I feel like, yeah, what you're saying is valid. You've got a valid point. But why do you only bring that up when we bring that up? What's the truth? I don't, I don't understand it. But even in the wrestling community, okay, I don't understand this. I, I've seen it happen all day. People are actually adding their favorite superstars who are some kind of color. Like, people were actually adding Roman Reigns, like, Roman, you have to talk on this. You have to talk about this. You have a platform. Okay. I get they're your favorites, but so many people are not black. Roman Reigns is not black. Roman Reigns is Samoan. Samoans do not call themselves black. They are Samoan. They are their own People, do not add your favorite wrestler to try to get them to speak out about stuff that's going on if they want to do it prior, because then you put them on the spot, and if they don't do anything, people are going to talk shit about them, like y'all did with Carmella, like y'all did with Zelina. What happened when your face started talking, started, you know, talking? She made a fucking fool of herself, and people started talking about her, and she started blocking everyone. Carmella made a fucking fool out of herself and shit, because y'all keep adding your fucking favorite superstars who happen to be like Samoan or black like oh you haven't said anything why haven't you said anything stop making these people try to talk okay I've seen don't even feel comfortable you know like mm-hmm. you're vocal I'm vocal some people don't mm-hmm. feel as comfortable talking about race in public because some people that's a real private thing like mind your business you know and for some people it's a real sensitive subject and I don't know I feel like pressing a famous person, especially on their public page, you don't even know how mm-hmm. they really feel about it. Sometimes that's for branding. Like, it, y'all fans be taking it too far. You figure it way too far. Like, y'all made Brandy come out and say a whole thing, and she spoke out against it, but now it's like, oh, she made it about herself. Fuck her. Bah, 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 bah. It's the shame. She should have just put Black Lives Matter, but she made it about her. Blah, blah, blah. You guys are complaining about every fucking thing at this point, and it's and starting to irk me, because some of y'all are some of y'all are my, you know, are my homies, and y'all are literally talking about this poor fucking woman who literally spoke out against the racism because she didn't say the right words or the right things. Y'all are just like, oh, she made it about herself. Well, fuck her. Like, what the fuck can she do? Like, y'all literally was adding her all day. Brandy, say something. Brandy, say something. You're black. Brandy, say something. Cody, say something. You're you're married to a black woman. Say something. Say something. Say something. Like, leave these people the fuck alone. All right? If they want to speak out, they're going to speak out. Or they want to do it privately and they want to get to the Minnesota fund. 
stop making these fucking superstars speak out. I've seen more indie wrestlers speak out against racism. Yet y'all don't say a fucking word. Y'all don't say a word about that. But dear God, a WWE superstar does not fucking speak out and all hell breaks loose. Like, leave these people the fuck alone. Leave them alone. Like, period. I don't... I don't fucking understand. I really don't. And it's starting to irk me. And I know we all supposed to, you know, want to speak out against this horrible racism and all that. Because, you know, it's, it, it's wrong. It's wrong as a whole. It's wrong. But stop making these superstars speak out and some of them embarrass themselves and put their foot in their mouths. And it just makes y'all look it makes y'all look thirsty like i know i like i know you want to know if your fave is you know against the racism for cops even randall came out of all people randall orton randall randall came out randall who will be here like pro trump shit all over his twitter is speaking out against racism what is going on what is going on he literally like in a post somebody was um he put black lives matter and then somebody quoted, you know, that, you know, stop this rhetoric, his racist rhetoric or something like that. She put all lives matter. And he literally said, you know, all lives do matter, but all lives can't matter until black lives matter. And I was just like, oh, what? <laughs> like, I was, I was in the sonic driveway going, what? Raggy? What? Like, I, I was shook, shook it, shook it. Absolutely shook it now if he had a change of heart good for him good for him good for fucking him people can change people are allowed to change but i think it what you're saying also speaks to the human aspect and i think us as wrestling fans some of us get very excited very easy and we want to know everything about that wrestler because you've been with them since their indie days some of these people however they're still human they are still human and Pressing, like, specifically with Brandy Rose, pressing her to that point, it's like, it's it's fucked up because it comes from your own people, and you're like, you know how I feel about this, but because I don't speak about it publicly, you don't know where my feelings are, you don't know where my head is at, you know, like, the internet, especially Twitter, is a rough place, you get bullied for less, and not everyone has thick skin and I feel like not everyone should have to have thick skin. You can mind your fucking manners. Like even mm-hmm. what's his name? This some piece of crap guy was talking shit about Alexa Bliss. Now Oh, JD from New York. I'll be the first one to say I'm not an Alexa Bliss fan. But that's okay yeah. because Alexa Bliss doesn't fucking exist. That is a fictional fucking character. I'm not a fan of Voldemort, and he's not a real fucking character. That is not the real person. But for you to sit up here and criticize her wrestling is one thing. But for you to criticize her wrestling and then put the real person, like, it's it was weird. And it's like, as a fan, you need to step, take a step back and say you're being fucking overzealous. Can you imagine if someone used their platform to overanalyze your life and what you do or what you won't and won't do because you say it for views and likes? Like, think mm-hmm. of what just happened to Anna, Hannah Kimura, bro. Like, you you don't think. You don't think. You just want to say shit. And, uh, it, it gives me an aneurysm because, like, these are human beings. Human beings. You know, like, Leave these wrestlers alone, bro. Like, I understand you a fan, and it's like, it's cool to be a fan, but 
If it's 3 a.m. and you see this nigga taking a piss, chill. Like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's been a, a tough couple of days, you know, especially, you know, with us being black, you know, being black in America and it's getting tougher and tougher for us. I've had a lot of my, you know, male indie wrestler friends who have been, you know, just upset at the world. And I would be too. I'm upset. I have little brothers who live back at home in Chicago and I am just, I'm worried. Like I'm dead ass fucking worried. And I don't know what could happen to them because, you know, back in Chicago, you know, most of those cops are corrupt as fuck. They don't give a fuck about nobody except themselves and their fucking paychecks. So for them to be at home and some of them, one of them has, you know, I'm not gonna lie, they had records. One of them got expunged and the other one is just, yeah. But, you know, I, I'm worried. These are my little brothers. Like, they could, you know, be next. And I don't want them to become a fucking hashtag and then have the world know about what they did or what they did not do and have them be judged in the, in, you know, in the public eye and be judged by, you know, the peers on social media. And, you know, once, you know, social media finds out about what they may or may not have done, they would, you know, never be fucking, you know, taken serious. It's just crazy because it's like people on social media will fucking Nancy Drew it inch high private eye to justify a black man or a black woman's death. And that shit to me is crazy. Oh, well, in the 1990s, you once ran a red light, so you was a thug since then. That's not a death sentence, bro. Like, what is wrong with y'all? Like, um, hey, 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 I have a dad, bro. I got two brothers. I got an uncle. I got nephews. I got cousins. And it's like, it's not like it's just happening in the sticks. It's happening everywhere. Any place you could be a fucking target. And it's sad that you don't get a chance to grieve and breathe over one hashtag because there's another one two days later. Like, come on. Come on. I don't I don't understand why they just see us as threats. Like if you guys didn't know, okay, I'm gonna tell the story like really, really really quickly. I don't know if you guys read it on Twitter. But you know, I can't uh back in what was it, 2016, 2017, I love my birthday. 2016, I think, you know, at my boyfriend at the time, it was late as hell, about two AM. We're going back to his house. We have not been drinking. You know, none of us was drunk. We were going to speed limit. We're going back to his house. It's late as hell. No one's on this goddamn road. And, you know, we, you know, we go by a cop. You know, a cop, you know, sees us and busts a fucking Yui. And we are at the stoplight. The cop is behind us. And this light is taking forever. My boyfriend at the time is freaking out. And I'm just like, chill, chill, chill. We haven't done anything. It's fine. I don't know where he's going, but it's fine. So we turn right down the road where he lives and we pull into his driveway. The cop pulls into the driveway, also turns his light on. And I'm just like, what the fuck? At the time, I'm freaking out. Two cops come out the car. One of them goes up to his driver's side. One of them comes out to my side. Guns drawn, not telling us what the hell we're being pulled over for, why they stopped us, nothing to tell us to get out the car, put your hands up. And I'm just like, what the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? At the time, I have a gun in my face. Like, I'm nothing but like, what, 24 at the time, I'm a baby. I'm not a baby, but I'm 24. Like, I'm 24, 23 years old. And so when we get out the car, um, another cop car pulls up and another cop comes out. Now, these cops are big as shit. They're about six fucking feet, more than over 200-something pounds, and I'm only 5'4", 200-something pounds. And they put me in handcuffs. Now, I have a gun to my back, and I have a gun to my head. And they're telling me, they're putting me in handcuffs 
for my own for their own safety and i'm like for your own safety what the fuck you have the guns like why for your own safety i don't have a weapon on me i have a weapon like the fuck why why are there two guns at me so they put me in a cop car by myself I'm freaking out. I can't find my phone. My phone is in his car, so I can't call nobody and tell them, holy shit, I've just been stopped by the cops. Now, the cops have not told us why they stopped us. So we have no idea what's going on. Now, I'm looking out the window of this cop car that I'm at, and these cops are all over my boyfriend. They are at the time. So they're all over him. There's about three, four cops, you know, patting him all over. He's in handcuffs. There's a gun drawn to him. And I'm just like, holy fuck, if he makes one wrong move, they're going to blow his head off. I am petrified. So it seems like fucking forever. I think it's like 15 minutes. They come to get me. Now, mind you, there's two cop cars there. So there's about four to six cops there swarming. And they're just like, so we read your tags wrong. We thought you stole the car sorry have a nice night and just left and we're just like you read his tags wrong and thought he stole his own car so they didn't even tell they don't even tell us the fact is you guys waited until maybe like 30 minutes went by for you to tell us why the hell you're pulling us out of my boyfriend's car with guns drawn on us, like we're fucking basic criminals, knowing that it was your fucking mistake and you fucking traumatized us for life. Something that's fucking ridiculous, bro. What the fuck? And these are Orlando cops at that. Orlando fucking cops. Now, at the time, I didn't even live in Orlando. I lived in a small ass town called Leesburg, Florida. And Leesburg, Florida has many races in it. And cops, there's barely, there's cops there. But they really didn't really bother us because nothing really went down because it's a small town. So nothing really went down. So that was the most scariest fucking 30, 40 minutes of my fucking life that I really thought I, I was like, this is how I die. I died by a fucking cop's hand because they thought that we stole the fucking car knowing that's his car. It's in his, I think it's his mother's name or his car. Or he's like, you know, it's his mother's name, and his name is also on it. So the fact that they read the tags wrong. It took y'all 30 minutes for you to tell us why the fuck you guys stopped us with guns drawn like we are fucking criminals. That's not Too like little... bad policing, bad investigation, if you ask me. Now, we never got the badge number. We never found out who the cop was. We kind of just left it at that. We were just traumatized. For the rest of the night, and I, uh, I was scared. That was the most scariest night of my fucking life. We both thought that we were gonna die. We were gonna become a hashtag, and they were gonna go through our fucking lives to try to find something that made it seem like it that oh we did something to them. And the fact that two cops, two big ass fucking cops, put me in handcuffs for their safety, for their own safety. Is what they say. It's for our safety. We're going to put you in handcuffs and put you in the back of a cop car. For what? You guys have the guns. You guys have all the weapons. What the hell do I have on? I fucking like, I don't even know what I had on that night. But I know because I had went out. But I don't know what the fuck I remember. I was a long time ago. But I'm like, what the fuck do I have on me? Do I have like a knife? Pepper spray? No. What do I have on me? Like a cell phone? But of course I couldn't record because, you know, they put me in handcuffs immediately without telling me what the fuck was going on because we're too busy freaking out petrified thinking if we made one wrong move these cops would blow our heads off 
That's so scary. Mm-hmm. So the fact in 2020 that shit is still fucking happening to black people, I just... I don't want to, I, I don't understand. I don't know why they keep wanting to kill us. What did we do to them? Why, why do they look at us as a threat? Why? That's all I want to know. Why, why do police officers just immediately see us as, I've seen them, I've seen white people come at them with knives saying, I'm going to kill you. And the cops literally do absolutely nothing. Nothing. They do the best in their, in their, they do the absolute best to not take them down with lethal force. And I again I don't understand why that same courtesy can't be extended to black people. Like these dudes what state was it where these dudes literally stormed the state building holding machine guns where the senators have to go in with bulletproof vests? Isn't that fucking terrorism, bro? Like what the fuck? If black people even would have came near it would have been a freaking shootout free for all. There's no difference. And the fact that people do mental gymnastics to say there's a difference is the problem. And it is mm-hmm. a problem. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a problem that's going to continue happening until police officers actually get trained to be good fucking cops and know when to not shoot unarmed black children, unarmed black women, unarmed black men, and just say, oh, I fear for my life. And they get away with fucking murder. Facts. So with that, we're going to end this episode on a very, very dark, you know, subject. So It's a heavy note, but it's it's healthy. It's something that needs to be talked about. Because just saying shh and hoping it'll go away, it won't. And all it does is help spread it. Because a lot of people don't feel comfortable in talking about it. Because it's hard. It is hard, but it's something as young people we need to do. Get uncomfortable. You know, break the cycle. If you tired of hearing about it, I'm tired of living it. Let's change Mm -hmm. it. Let's change the rhetoric. So with that, we will see you next time for the next episode. Please, guys, please keep safe. All my black sisters and my black brothers, please, please keep safe. And black wrestling Twitter, as much as y'all sometimes get on my fucking nerves, I love y'all. All right, we all we motherfucking got. And with that, we are out of here. Cressa, until next time, girl. Good night, everybody, or good morning, wherever you are. Wherever you're listening. Thank you for listening to the Black Wrestling Revolution Podcast. And Booker T got a shot. The distraction worked. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information and updates, make sure to follow us on Twitter at Black Wrestle Rev. Until next time, take care.